and welcome to the Stuck on Self-Love podcast. My name is Tazine Sheikh and I'm a writer, self-love and mental health advocate and Stack Designs blog manager. Along with five other young women from around the world, I run a successful nonprofit for girls and a clothing brand. At Stack Designs, we believe in self-love first because self-love is the dawn that marks the beginning of all the different kinds of loves and because it undoubtedly sustains success. This podcast shines light on strong and talented women who persevere and excel in life while bathing in abundant self-love. So if you're ready to keep it real, level up in all your inner work, creative business, and community impact, then you have come to the right place because we provide you with content that helps your soul glow, your mind grow, and keeps you lit. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Hey, beautiful people. We at Stuck Designs have begun our crowdfunding campaign with iPhone Women supported by Caress. We are raising money for expanding our programs, manufacturing art kits, setting up our studio that will be a space to empower women and girls through art and self-love and a lot of other work that we have planned. We would love your help in our mission to provide girls in underserved communities art education and help them recognize and utilize the power of self-love. Visit our website www.stuckdesigns.org for a link to our campaign. Hello, Stuck community, and welcome to another episode of the Stuck on Self-Love podcast. As you know, I'm Tazine, your host, and today we have a very special guest, the founder of Stack Designs, Brett Sims. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a little round of applause. <laughs> Brett, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, where I am in the world, guys, it's morning. Um, it's about like, what, 10 a.m.? And for mm -hmm. you, it's 10, 10 p.m., right? Right. 10.30 p.m. for me. Yes different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. She's in Mumbai, I'm in California. So yeah. Brett, today's day is about you. We're talking all about you, your story, yes, your yes. journey, and obviously your wonderful organization, Stuck Designs. All right, so let's start from the beginning. How was Stuck Designs founded? Tell us the origin story of this amazing organization. Yeah, so um, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, me and a now Stuck affiliate, um, her name is Stacy, and we do um, Femprenor Fridays together on Stuck. Um, but she was my college roommate. And um, that's how Stuck kind of started to form because it formed in our dorm living room. Like we would um, just like have conversations about life and growth and journey and all that. And um, one day we were just having a conversation that we wanted to kind of like create a community for women, like who don't necessarily have like that community or that tribe, um, because we thought about it in the context of like, we were both in very toxic relationships at the time. Mm -hmm. And we wanted some kind of like outlet to just like not make us consistently like obsess over these relationships or feel like they are the end all be all of life or anything. So we were looking for an outlet and we wanted to like build a community, you know, um, who can, you know, come together and like a, a like-minded community who can come mm -hmm. together and just like uplift each other and women supporting women and all that. So um, while sitting in our, the living room, um, we were thinking about like, what do we call this? What What is this name? What, what can we be called? And we were like literally stuck on the name. And mm -hmm. so then Stacey was like, well, what about stuck? And then well, I was like, well, what if we um, spell it as an acronym? Like, S-T-U-K, and then mm -hmm. use it as strong, talented, united, and knowledgeable. 
And so it, it kind of evolved in that way. And, you know, um, Stacy ended up becoming an author and kind mm-hmm. of creating um, her own community of women in that way. But yeah, it, it's been through many phases. It um, started as a for-profit design firm in which we designed and illustrated for women. Um, It was my vision to always transform it and transmute it into a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, I always knew that day would come um, and those dots would connect, but I didn't realize it'd be as soon as now um, until I took my trip to Ghana. And I saw the disparity there. I saw the extreme um, need that there was for like supplies. Like these girls literally had nothing, no phones, no art supplies, not even as little as a pencil sometimes. So um, yeah, it really like just changed my life. And right after my trip to Ghana, um, I officially made set a 501c3 in 2019. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and that's kind of when around when you um, came aboard to Zine. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. And then we had to kind of like rebuild and reshape in a way mm-hmm. um, us functioning as a nonprofit instead of a like for-profit design firm. So we've been doing that for the last like Uh, two years or so. And I feel like we're finally in a place where we're, you know, fully structured as a nonprofit and we're really ready and excited to grow. We're doing a huge um, iFund Women campaign soon. So that is kind of the um, paraphrased story of that. (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. Can you now talk to us about the challenges that you faced in the early years of Stuck Designs, you know, both in terms of um, the aspects of starting a new business, as well as the effect that it had on your mental health. Right. So um, in the beginning, um, it's like Stuck has gone through so many different phases, but at the same time, it's like I always wanted it to be a company that evolves as I do and evolves Mm -hmm. as women who work with it, work for it, you know, have contributed to it do. So, um, when I was like in college, I remember making, um, I, I first started making like t-shirts for stuff. This is mm-hmm. self-love first. These are t-shirts. Pretty, pretty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we first started screen printing actually ourselves in college and mm-hmm. learning how to use a screen printer, everything like that. So um, initially when starting to dive into stuff, it, it automatically like became kind of an outlet for me um, because like we'd spend late nights just like um, learning how to screen print, which is not easy if you guys have ever tried it. It's really hard. Um, so we'd be up at like all hours, you know, screen printing. Um, in the studio, uh, but it just kind of like, you know, got our creative juices flowing. And it was just, it, it pulled me away from a really toxic relationship mm-hmm. that I was in at the time. And um, and it's like, in my life, I feel like every time that I've been in kind of like one of these situations or one of these kind of relationships, mm-hmm. uh, stuff is always like a place that I can come back to and ground and like have a community of supportive women or like just have a place space and platform to like speak out on you know whatever I'm going through and you know two other women who actually get it um so I think though that in college yeah I definitely dealt with um a lot of mental health issues I feel like I was kind of dealing with anxiety and depression sometimes it was like off and on um Mm -hmm. but I think that um it was like really heavy when I was like blocked artistically. And this is like before right. I kind of came up with the idea of stuck or anything like that. So in my kind of like early years in college, I, yeah, I really heavily faced it. And so I kind of had to navigate my way through it and um, find, you know, tools to kind of pull myself out of it. 
um, because I really wasn't, my family just wasn't supportive in like the quote unquote, like in the mental health way, right, I right, feel like, right. and they mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily like listen to me, you know, needing help in that way. So I kind of had to figure stuff out on my own. And, sure. um, I remember in a graphic design class that I was in, um, we were assigned books and we were assigned to do like to draw book covers, to like do different book cover designs. Mm-hmm. And, um, the book that I was assigned was Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, by mm-hmm. Elizabeth Gilbert. And that book totally like changed my like perspective, mindset and everything. Her book is, it's totally about, you know, just coming through a, a toxic kind of uh, like emotionally abusive relationship and just, you know, going off on her own and finding herself. And um, so it just really opened my eyes and it's like, oh, you know, like other people go through this too. Other women are going through this too, you know, other women have felt at these lows or these highs, you know, like, like as I have. And um, exactly. so, yeah. So just the way that she navigated through it with like writing and with like travel mm-hmm. and with like meeting new people and meeting new women and expanding her own community um, was really just like a great example and an inspiring, inspiring one of like how I could do the same, you know? Um, so Yeah, I feel like in the early days, that kind of, you know, uh, that book really helped me, which led me to like another book, which led me to like, um, you know, eat, uh, sorry, not, it was Eckhart Tolle's book, um, and it's New Earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was like the second kind of quote unquote conscious book that I read. And um, in college, I felt like those kind of woke me up. And then also just like, had me, you know, made my vision clear of what I wanted to do with stuff and like, you know, where I wanted to kind of take it. And, um, but yeah, I think that stuff has definitely saved me in so many ways, just like from complete like mental health breakdown or complete mental health crisis, because it's like when I'm like freaking out or I don't know what to do. And it's like, oh, well, why don't I just like write a blog piece and let it all out Mm -hmm. on like this platform or like, let me just, you know, um, create some art, you know, that has a message and like, let me get it out and speak to people that way. So um, I think it's just like a huge outlet um, for expression for myself. And I mean, I'm always shocked when it does touch other women and so thankful for it. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's healing for myself, you know, but um, it's also healing for other women. So yeah. Definitely. You have definitely managed to create a safe space for for everybody and not just for yourself. And we're so grateful for that. Um, You know, since we're talking about the challenges that you faced, let's talk about any failures that you have experienced in your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think of like, I'll I'll try to think of like the biggest example. Um, (laughs) So I think that mm, it was about it was kind of like after college, I I went like super hard with stuff. Like, you know, um, at that time I made it an LLC and it was kind of like I was, I had a few people on my team, like my web design girl and um, my photographer. Um, and then um, one other friend, Courtney, who supported me from the beginning, but um, she was kind of like, uh, just like an, another team member just supporting. But it was just in its very early stages and very early days. And um, I don't know if you guys know like word uh, press at all, but yep, these yep. were the days before there was Squarespace or anything like that. So posting blogs and everything, it was like, 
we were doing a great job, but it was like so much work and so much editing and like HTML and just mm-hmm. like, you know, just doing, um, you know, a lot of designing and we really like hit the ground running and we like interviewed so many women and we like, um, just were like, you know, going at a really fast pace, but it was like such a fast pace that, um, I feel like it burnt me out, you know, after mm-hmm. a while, uh, just because I didn't have as big of, like, I, I didn't really have a, a, a you know, cohesively structured team in a way. And I didn't, and and for a while it was kind of like me just doing everything on my own. And that just like led to just, I was just so stressed out um, at a certain point. And um, it it seems like in my life, I've, I've had, you know, I've had a few very positive relationships, but I've also had a lot of like toxic ones. And I feel like the Mm -hmm. combination of like toxic relationship with like trying to piece together your company Mm -hmm. is just like, you know, a recipe for disaster sometimes. And, um, Yes. And so after a while, I felt like I just, I literally just like burnt out. I had like a, I guess kind of like a, like a anxiety kind of breakdown. I just Mm -hmm. was, I I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, I need to stop. And I did at that point, I didn't know if I would honestly like continue with that. I, I, I kind of just like stopped it because I felt like I was just doing art for, you know, the money of it. I felt like I was just rushing, rushing, rushing and hustling and hustling. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't fun for me after a while. So I needed to pull back and realize like my why and why I started it and why it's important to me. And just like I I needed to give myself more self-love and fill up my own cup before I could, you know, come back to it and fill others up again. So, um, yeah, I took a break and I... I traveled, like I literally, I traveled to a lot of places in the world. Um, I traveled to Europe, I traveled to a bunch of different countries. I um, just created um, and for, and I was really blessed because um, just at the time I was able to like watch my sister. I was like her nanny for a while. So I had a like a really flexible schedule. I was, um, you know, it it was a job kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. but like I, I was able to just like, kind of build my art career the way that I, I wanted without stressing about like when, when my next paycheck is gonna come or whatever. So I used um, about like two years to just like kind of detach and just like build my build up art and build back up my self-love and build up like my passion again for stuff. So in 2017, I kind of relaunched it and then um, with a new vision. And I was like, kind of, I, I managed to heal a lot of like the, you know, depression and anxiety that I just felt from just that burnout, you know? Um, and I was able to move it forward in a new way and with a new perspective. Um, and that's when, you know, it kind of went in the way of a nonprofit. So yeah, it's interesting, interesting. It, it was kind of like many little failures, I guess. Like, it, right. I think, yeah and I think you know the biggest thing is like when you're when you're doing like a big project like this or you have a big vision or or whatever like the key is you know to definitely not give up but I do think that breaks are okay I do think redirection is okay I do think that like taking space and time for yourself to heal is like really important because I don't think that I would have been able to push it you know, in the direction that it is now, if I didn't like take that time to step back and be like, okay, you know, like something really isn't right with me. And like, how do I, you know, how do I fix that? How do I heal with it? And how do I like, um, 
learn how to love myself again and to learn how to love my company again. And, um, and also how do I learn to put less stress on myself? Exactly. So, this, this so important. Yeah, exactly. So this time around, you know, like I, um, I created a cohesive team and um, it just started working out and things started aligning which I, once I aligned myself. And, you know, like um, you, you found our platform, um, Madeline found our platform, like just women kind of gravitated towards um, stuck and towards me, like once I kind of healed and aligned more and was very clear on what my um, ultimate vision was and what my why was so yeah true true you were like the main character of your own little eat pray love novel <laughs> you bought that I know it's like oh my god I have so many other stories one day I'll, I'll tell the relationship <laughs> stories and details but yeah. we need a detailed episode of that like just that <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, since we are talking about your mental health struggles and you spoke about your depression, you spoke about your anxiety, let us dive a little deeper into the story of your mental illness and the struggles. Mm -hmm. Talk mm -hmm. to us about that. Yeah, so um, I feel like I never, um, I don't know, I was just always in the place of like not really wanting to ever, um, you know, go on medication or anything for like, right, like that. Right. For a while, mm -hmm. um, but uh, that was also a lot because of the stigma attached to it, and also just the stigma. I feel like that my own family attached to it and attached to mental health, and I mm -hmm. felt like um, for so long I like literally couldn't talk about it. So it's just like all within me, and um, yeah, my family really to this day doesn't understand it. Like they, um, I I don't know. I feel like they think anyone who has any kind of mental health issue mm -hmm. is like crazy or like just Aww. doesn't know. You know what they're doing or right, can't right, really right. make money or it's just like embarrassing you know or this or that so like I've, I've definitely you know had a lot of like bad like arguments and fights with like my family over that and just kind of like navigating my way through that like I've been called crazy and this and that and all you know all the above of course yeah, um yeah. but it's just like after a while and growing you know I had to be like enough is enough and um and like a i needed to create like boundaries from like my family and like that disrespect level and then i just needed to like stand up for really what was best for me and my life and my healing um and so like at the time when my depression or not it was more like anxiety because i started mm -hmm. i learned that i had like I forget what it's called <laughs> at this point, but it was, it's just like a very like severe kind of, you know, anxiety. And I just, I, it, I probably had it all my life, but it was mm -hmm. just never really like. It never you know, surfaced, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, it didn't surface till much later, but it, I feel like it might have, and it kind of True. did in my childhood, but mm -hmm. like, I mean, I think my parents did as best as they could at the time, but like they, I think they definitely could have, had they been more aware, seen it in me mm -hmm. as a child. And like, um, you know, I think it could have been addressed earlier. Um, exactly. That's why I always am about like, girls learning self-love early and girls handling these things early and like, you know, learning these things at, at a young age so that, um, you know, it gets in their systems, like um, positive self-talk and, you know, in, within their mental systems at a young mm -hmm. age. and because that's much easier to learn younger than older than when Definitely. like you have all these negative like you know opinions and words and you know experiences oh, true, true. To navigate through so um so yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of like yeah that was kind of my journey with that I think that mm, 
yeah, it was definitely hard. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. It was extremely hard to navigate my way through, but like, you know, art and uh, nonprofit work, the combination of the two, I think definitely healed um, my depression. But I think that like it's individual to anyone, like what can pull you out of like anxiety or exactly or if you do need medication or if you do not, and there shouldn't be judgment or stigma either way, because it's just like your own individual healing process. And really that's no one's concern or business to comment upon. Like it's, it's your choice and you have to like stand up in your own personal authority and be like, okay, you know, I don't feel right in these ways. Like, how can I, how can I heal this? And what is, is best for me? And I think I had to meditate on that a while. Um, and Ultimately, like, yeah, when I was really, really going through it, I did end up going on like anxiety meds to kind of navigate through and, and calm me down. And it really mm-hmm. did help, um, help me fo- refocus, um, help me get reorganized um, at the time. So yeah, it was part of my healing process. And it, it, I will say that, you know, I had to do so much like work and rebuilding after it, because even when you take like a, like anxiety meds or whatever you do, like it's not any kind of like quick, easy fix. It's not like a exactly. magic change your life like Mm -hmm. you have to do the work so you know every day I would kind of like feel more myself and be able to like meditate again be able to do yoga again be able to like Mm -hmm. you know feel okay being social again and you know just building on these things and building um my spiritual kind of routines back after I Mm -hmm. felt better um definitely yeah transformed my life and I feel like one day I was just like okay like, wow, like I feel fine. I, be- I feel better finally. Like, I feel like myself again. I feel like I, you know, I feel strong in who I am again. Um, and that's a really good feeling and space to get to. But it takes like little increments of like work and little mm-hmm. things each day, I feel like, to, you know, get to a real place of like healing and exactly. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because you had to navigate through all of this on your own because you were lonely in your journey. Mm-hmm. You did not have the support from your family or from your friends right. or anything like that. So now you've created such a platform that is helping other women, you know, through the yeah. blog and through the podcast and through your art that is helping women not be lonely the way you were, you know? Right. So right. these days, like even now, um, what do you do specifically on days when you're struggling with your, you know, mental health? And how do you just in general nurture yeah. your mental well-being? Right. So um these days that yeah, I do have like I don't really have that many like, you know, bad days or, or days mm-hmm. that I feel don't feel like getting out of bed or stuff like that. But you know, it's because I've I've come to a space of like really just like owning who I am authentically and being like, you know, and, and leaving like toxic jobs or like, you know, nine to fives that I felt like um, I was mistreated at. I've had mm-hmm. like, you know, racist jobs, I've had sexist jobs, I've, you know, but like ultimately making the decision to like walk away from that kind of world and really put my faith and trust in, um, you know, my businesses. Like I have, I have my art, an art business and then I have my nonprofit. So mm-hmm. putting like my faith in those things. And then also just like, doing I call them like spiritual non-negotiables so like in the morning Mm -hmm. I'll like meditate um I'll um do my affirmations um I will do yoga um but you know first and foremost like I'll do I'll just like 
I meditate before I do anything in the day, before I dive into my work or anything like that, because I think it's like definitely it's protection. It protects your self-love. It protects like your, um, just your energy before walking into the world. And the world is pretty crazy right now. Like, every day I basically do my spiritual non-negotiables. And yes, that is meditating. That is yoga. Um, that is uh, writing. I definitely do like writing little, even if it's a little tiny, just like one page or thing, mm -hmm. I think like brain dumping in the morning is really important. And um, so I like to do that affirmations, you know, if I have time. Um, but yeah, just some of these things I need to like, you know, weave into my mornings before I start my day before I step into the world before I start into like, mm -hmm. reading emails and going through like all the work stuff I have to go through meetings or whatever. Um, I just make sure that I am feeling aligned and centered. But yeah, that's that that's kind of like what my my routine is. And, you know, when I started learning to consistently do these things and consistently do this routine, then yeah, I, I have had better, like better days. I will say like, I don't feel so low, but that's also just like owning my power and pulling myself out of like, you know, just like the quote unquote, like the corporate world or the capitalistic exactly. society mm -hmm. kind of, and really just like kind of taking my own path. And so it's a combination of a lot of things, but, um, I do feel better in that when I when I do those things daily, and I I recommend that everyone, especially mm -hmm. like right now in the just like the uncertainty that is the world. Um, I think it's I think meditation first thing is so important, um, and I've been talking to a lot of my friends, and they've um, also been doing it lately. So mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, these are some useful tips for anyone who's struggling and. Because here's the thing, working to heal your mental health is not going to be easy. It is a tough, tough road, but it is definitely worth it. It is important and it is worth it. Um, now, how many years has it been since you founded Stag Designs? You said you were in college, right? Yes. So well, yes. <laughs> yeah, after, after all these years, you know, how do you still stay focused on right. to the purpose, on the purpose of Stag Designs? Because it's so easy to fall out of line. Right. And, you know, it's been through so many different phases, too, mm -hmm. and it's definitely grown and evolved as I have. But um, of course, yeah, like, I guess technically it, it well, it was my senior thesis project. So that's why mm -hmm. I say it started in college. But it was just like the loose kind of like bare bone concept of what I ultimately wanted it to be then. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of still discovering what that was. So it more so just started like as a as a clothing brand that was supposed to kind of like uplift women of color through mm -hmm. um, art on clothing. Um, and that's what I started kind of working on like directly after college. But then in about, I always say it, it officially started in 2017, because that's when I really like re launched the vision, reorganized it, and like had the clear vision of it ultimately becoming a nonprofit. But before then, like years before then, that's when I started like illustrating and I was like doing mm -hmm. all of these like, um, th that's why we have so much art. <laughs> because like before I felt like it, it actually became an official um, company, I was doing art for it kind of like not really knowing why or not really knowing like how mm -hmm. it would just going in. for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and you know what, even in the beginning, it was actually just illustrations of women's faces, like in the stuck style, kind of black and white style. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was a friend of mine who did a photo shoot for me, who was like, yeah, you should, you should attach these, um, these positive affirmations to like all the artwork to all the pieces. And I was like, I, I never thought about that. Great That's idea. A, yeah, it's a brilliant idea. So um, I started to do that. And, you know, in attaching affirmations, 
affirmations to all of them. It helps with the healing of mental health process and everything. Um, so, you know, I think it's just, yeah, it, it, it just became, it, it evolved slowly. Like, you know, it, it had many pieces and I, I always yeah. call it like connecting the dots. And there were so many different dots that I had to like connect. Cause I, I did start first start like interested and passionate about cl uh, clothing brand, but then I also had the art and then it was just like, well, how am right. I going to put all these pieces together? And, and then, yeah. I'm, you know, then I'm like philanthropic, but then I care about mental, you know, so it was like, so it was very confusing for a while. And for many years of my life, I was just like, I don't really know where this is ultimately going to go, but I know that, you know, it's important. And I always had that in mm -hmm. my head. Like, I, I know it for a fact that it is my calling. I know it is my higher calling to do. I know, like, that I am meant to lead. And I know that it is, like, a higher calling for me to lead women in this time. So, you know, like, this future time, who knows when, was always in my head, you know, when it would all come together. But I definitely feel like that time is now. So, yeah. Most definitely. Now, Brett, you have so much going on in your life. Okay. There's your yeah. personal work that you do yeah. for a living. Then you're running a full-time organization, a nonprofit. Yeah. How do you do it all? Just how do you do it? Right. So yes, I am a woman with two brands or two companies. So my um, other one, I, you know, kind of like coin art by Brett, but that's just my personal art brand um, where, you know, I sell pieces, I do shows. It's my high end art collection, um, essentially. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, navigating the two and like, you know, um, developing the two over the years has definitely not been easy. And along the way, I've had many, many, many different jobs. Like I probably can't even count at this point. Wow. Um, but like, you know, just like to sustain really, like, because that was my focus. It was just kind of to keep stuck going and to sustain it over the years mm -hmm. and to like have something to put into it, like financially when it didn't. So definitely navigating um, my how I'm going to, you know, like, build up and sustain mm -hmm. these two companies um was for sure a journey like um and in college I was always like uh I did you know work study and I would like work um you know desk jobs but these desk jobs mm -hmm. helped me like um at the same time I'd be like working a desk job but building my websites or like working a desk job and like uh -huh. you know doing my work for stuck really um because not much is entailed in desk jobs so um, I did that for a while here and there, but yeah, it was always just about keeping um, the nonprofit going, keeping like my own art sustainable and just mm -hmm. like, I feel, I don't know, I feel like ha being an artist and having like an art brand, it's, it's really just, it's about your lifestyle and like who you are, it kind of like signifies, you know, who's going to buy your art or what people are going to read into about your art or like why people want to buy your art. So mm -hmm. I kind of had to, um, you know, like I said, with stuff evolved my art brand as I evolved and, um, kind of, uh, I, it was hard to kind of, uh, build it up and make it a cohesive brand that really made sense. Cause like, what is my style? What do I really want to say? You know, what is this really going to be about? But, um, about the same time as like stuck kind of relaunched into a nonprofit, um, I really got just focused with my um, own personal art brand. And I was like, okay, let's actually just call this, um, as a whole art by brand. I know I have a lot, I had a lot of different collections at the time. So I was like, how do I 
I make this make sense? Mm-hmm. So I called it every bread. And then like my vision had changed at that time. It's just, I finally started kind of painting in color more. And I started um, doing a lot more floral images, but really like the point is that it ties back to growth and it ties back to my personal growth as a, as a woman and like as an artist and just like as a business owner and just like my mental health journey. And so like I view flowers as symbolic as like growth and, you know, like mm-hmm. nature symbolic is just like the natural flow and the natural order of things. And like, you know, um, so there's just like those aspects of it that I kind of created and, you know, made into finally a cohesive brand. But yeah, doing all this <laughs> was in no way easy. And I'm not going to say that it's like never easy for anyone because mm-hmm. I think that like, you know, ultimately, like, say if I have a daughter one day, like, I will have paved a much easier path and easier way for her. So, you know, Definitely. like, I don't think it can be easier for people. But because mm-hmm. it was so hard for me, it's like my passion to make it easier for other girls and other women. Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this episode. Anchor is a platform where you can make your podcasts in the easiest way possible. What's even better is that it is completely free. The thing I love most about Anchor is that it has everything you need to make a podcast in one place. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. If you're looking for a platform to get started, look no further because Anchor has everything you need. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Definitely. You know, since we're talking about your personal work, let's dive a little into your personal life, you know, your personal relationships. Mm-hmm. At the same time as as managing all of this, you know, all your career goals and running this nonprofit and just making things happen. How are you balancing it with your personal life, your relationships, family, right. friends, anything? Yeah. And so, and that's been super strange, you know, like with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, usually like I'm, um, I'm usually dating someone even if it's not like you know quote unquote like official or serious or whatever Mm -hmm. and then I always have like I have multiple like groups of friends who I I I refer to as family they're like my family and um so it was weird you know when COVID started and everything just like not being able to see that group of people so often because I do consider them family and Mm -hmm. I do like rely on them a lot too which I kind of realized you know as COVID went on but just like uh, I do really rely on them for like uplifting and just like um, I think they're they're my family you know that I was just kind of blessed by the universe with you know not my my birth family because I think that that's so special and profound because like and the older I get I realize how rare it is Mm -hmm. just because like I'm, I'm so lucky to have this other group of people like who actually do get it and to don't judge me and who you know like actually do believe in me and who you know have also been through mental health um like issues or Mm -hmm. situations or circumstances and most of them are also like creatives or just passionate people who love art and you know are just very like free-spirited so right um they definitely like sustain me and keep me grounded definitely it is so good to see you um happy and once again in a headspace where you want to be so that is great love that for you um so now (laughs) Lastly, we have now um, come towards the end of this wonderful interview. Do you have a message for your stuck community? Let's hear it. 
Yeah, I think I do. Um, it's just that because due to these times, due to the uncertainty and everything, mm -hmm. I would just like, you know, to remind everyone of the importance of breathing and to mm -hmm. breathe and just like, remember to meditate before you jump into your work day, but like breathe and meditate and breathe throughout your day and meditate throughout your day. Because like so much uncertainty is happening. You don't know what's going to happen from one moment to the next. You don't know how like, you know, people are going to necessarily react to you in certain days. But when you start meditating, when you remember to breathe, it's like you create space, you create space within your own heart. You can give yourself grace, you can give your um, other people grace. And I just feel like, when you do uh, meditate and you're like breathing in, it's mm -hmm. like you're going within and you're going within yourself and, you know, like self-love first. And yep. that's our, that's our tagline. And yep, that yep. is important because when you love yourself first, you know, that dictates all of your other forms of love and your other relationships. And so it really starts within. And so you got to remember to tap in and tap in every day because it's crazy out here, everyone. Truly, <laughs> truly. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, thank you so it. much. That's yep, I love yep, you. Yep. Love you all. And I exactly. love you too. <laughs> and we love you too. Uh, your team loves you. The community that you have built of these strong women, we all love you and we all love each other. And thank you for creating such a strong community and for such a powerful brand, such a powerful organization. And just thank you for this beautiful message. You are so hardworking. You're truly one of the most hardworking people that I know yeah. of. And oh my gosh, you are doing such an important job for this world. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to our audience for tuning in to this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast if you have not already and leave a rating or review and also share a screenshot of you listening to it on your stories and tag us and definitely tell your friends and family about this. And that is it for today's episode. See you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. You can visit our website www.stackdesigns.org to shop our merch, make donations, join our blogging team, or be a part of our affiliate program. See you in our next episode. Love and light from us to you.